This is a podcast by Lumina, the perfect space to innovate, collaborate, and grow in health, science, and tech. Michaela Castelli, thank you very much for joining us on Health Tech Talks. Thanks so much for having me, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Michaela, often life gives us lemons and we have a tendency to feel sorry for ourselves and want to crawl into a cave of self-pity. You were dealt one of the cruelest blows at just 32 when you were diagnosed with cancer, yet you took that experience and turned it into a positive. You've created something to help others who have been diagnosed with cancer. To use your words, you turned lemons into lemonade. So we'll come to that soon. But before we get there, I just want to talk a little about your life's journey and what has shaped your career to date. So you studied business at uni and have since worked largely in banking and self-storage. What attracted you to this career? I have. I guess I've spent the last 15 years in property and and finance, but always in marketing and strategy roles. Uh, I really loved economics at school, but I knew I was probably a bit more creative. So business really seemed like the right place to start. I've always been attracted to roles that are underpinned by customer experience and where experience drives advocacy. And I guess sort of bringing my business and health worlds together. Um, I was in my 20s when I was working at Macquarie Bank and I was diagnosed with celiac disease. And it was really my first entree into health, I guess. There wasn't as much awareness about the gluten-free diet or celiac disease at that time. Uh, So I joined the board of Celiac Queensland. And that really gave me insight into the role of health in the not-for-profit sector and just how important some of those support organisations are in bringing health and economics and policy and community together. And I think I've always tried to balance commercial outcomes with social impact across my career. So I guess even though I have two very separate, you know, career roles in life, I always like to bring them together. So Michaela, life was travelling along really nicely for you. You were moving up into senior roles within a national self-storage chain. But then in 2017, your life was turned upside down when at just 32, you were diagnosed with bowel cancer. What do you remember of that day? I remember thinking that there must have been some mistake. You know, one week, one day, I was really, I was just hard at work. I was loving life. I was ticking all of the boxes. And the next day, it was a Friday night uh, and I was in an emergency department being told that I'd need surgery as soon as possible, you know, that I couldn't wait until Monday. And nothing really prepares you to hear those three words. I remember sitting in hospital a few days later thinking that I couldn't be the only young woman diagnosed with bowel cancer, despite the shock of everyone around me, not just my family and friends, but, you know, every doctor, every nurse that would come into my hospital room would pick up my chart and have a look and just the look of shock on their face. And they would say, oh, but you're so young, you know, this, this doesn't seem right. It, it can't be happening to you. And I think despite being so wonderfully supported by my family and my friends you couldn't help but feel a little bit isolated and and a little bit lonely because I couldn't see anybody that was traversing that same path and it wasn't until I guess I made a I made a friend in hospital there was a, a beautiful young girl who used to just do laps and laps and laps of our ward and we sort of connected and, and something just clicked and, and she had stomach cancer. And it wasn't until I had met her really that I, I guess I discovered that 
finding other people like me and other people who had that experience would be one of the keys to helping me navigate, you know, all of the the fun things that lay ahead, like surgery and, and chemo and all of the other countless complications that can come with cancer. But I think because um, I couldn't see anybody like me, I, I couldn't find anybody who was traversing that same path because there wasn't as much health visibility online back in 2017 as there is today. And I eventually found support and I found actually lots of other women just like me, but I found them in Facebook groups and in places where you wouldn't naturally turn to for health support or health information. You know, one of the first things you're told once you're diagnosed is whatever you do, don't Google. Dr. Google is is not the place for you. (laughs) But if not that, then where? So I spent most of 2018 in treatment and I guess I really couldn't help but go through treatment with my, you know, my my marketing experience hat on and to see all of these gaps. And that's really what led me to thinking about ways that I could improve patient experience for people who are living with cancer. And this is what brings us together today. So even though it was an incredibly difficult period of your life, and I can't even begin to imagine, you were inspired by that to, as you say, turn lemons into lemonade. And you've started two businesses as a result, and one is called Onkana. What can you tell us about Onkana? I have. Onkana is a digital health and wellbeing platform for people living with and importantly beyond cancer. Uh, So we blend evidence-based resources and apply modern wellbeing principles and we deliver personalised support and we have, have coined the phrase whole being care with hope because for us, treatment for cancer means so much more than, than medicine and, and it's really about supporting uh, the whole person as they go through their, their treatment. And is it any kind of cancer? It is any kind of cancer and that's something that I'm really passionate about. I really wanted to make sure that Onkana was cancer agnostic, I guess we would call it. Mm-hmm. There are so many inequities, I guess, in, in the cancer landscape. I remember... I was in hospital once and I had a new nurse come to administer my chemo. Uh, and if you spend long enough in hospital, you get to know uh, the nurses and their coloured shirts and who does what. And I hadn't met him before. And, and I said, oh, you know, what's what's your role here? Tell me more about you. And he said, oh, I'm a, a care navigator. Um, I'm a cancer care nurse. And I sort of shot up in bed and went, oh, you are exactly the kind of person that I need. I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to put all of these puzzles pieces together and and really you know bring together a support team to help me tell me more and he looked at me and and he looked at my chart and his his eyes just fell and I said oh (laughs) what's wrong and he said oh I'm I'm so sorry but I'm only funded to help people with blood cancer And at that point, I couldn't help but feel like not only could I not find the support that I needed, but, you know, I I couldn't access it just because I'd been diagnosed with, in this scenario, the wrong type of cancer. And at what stage in a person's cancer journey should they access your website? Yes, I would I would love to say all stages, but I think something that I'm learning is you can't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. So Onkana is really designed for people who are having treatment currently or nearing the end of their treatment and are really looking for what's next and how they go about 
you know, pulling together life after cancer. You need a different type of support when you're newly diagnosed and, and hopefully at some point we will be able to offer that as well. But there's so much acute kind of medical care that goes into those first few weeks and few moments that at the moment we're really focusing on how can we help people live well with cancer once they're over that first hurdle. Did you feel that some of this or all of this information that you're now giving people ready, easy access to was missing on your journey? It was. You know, I think there are so many great resources out there, but they're so incredibly hard to find and and they're hard to find at a time when, you know, your whole life has just been turned upside down. I think for many of us, it's so hard to ask for help in so many situations, let alone in these sorts of times. And I think the heart, one of the hardest things about have being diagnosed with cancer is, you know, so many people want to help, but you don't know what kind of help you need. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what to ask for. You know, so many people say, oh, you know, if there's anything I can do, please just let me know. I'm, I'm more than happy to help. I would love to help. But as a, a patient dealing with this for the first time, you simply don't know what you don't know. So I think bringing all of these resources together and helping people navigate their care and pull together this sort of practical support and a care team is, is really what Onkana is about. But I think the other missing piece for me in my experience was really the patient voice. You know, it's one thing to hear something from a health professional or from an oncologist or a nurse, but it's entirely different when it's coming from someone else who has tread that path. You have so many questions and you'd never dream of asking your oncologist some of them. And even practical things like, you know, how much do you share with your kids or how do you tell your boss you have cancer? You need life experience and you need to be able to understand how other people have processed and um, and worked through some of these scenarios. And it's, it's simply care that doesn't come from a medical team. The other thing that I found that was missing sort of as I went through my treatment path was that I noticed that I had taken all of my corporate skills and really helped to build my own care team and connect all of my clinicians together and made sure everybody was talking to each other. And if I needed solutions, I went and researched them and found them. And it wasn't until I started supporting a lot more people online that I came to realise that not everybody has those types of skills and that not everybody knows how to advocate for their own care and and really nor should they have to but this is the system that we are working within and not everybody knows what type of allied health or complementary care is out there or, or the support from other amazing not-for-profit organizations that they can access so i think onkana is is really about taking people's hand and and helping point them in all the directions that they need to be able to live well with and beyond cancer what's your aim with onkana what do you hope it can achieve i really would love Onkana to help people be able to integrate their own care and, and for for them to be empowered to be their own advocates. You know, we can curate the best evidence-based resources and we can connect the people to the support that they need. But at the end of the day, I think I'd really love to develop this new language around cancer. And it's not a language, it's a language that I see and speak and hear every day when I talk to patients. But it's not Thing that I see in the medical landscape or the healthcare system as it stands. So I think my aim is is really to 
you know, there's a lot of talk in healthcare about patient-centered care, but really I think this whole being care notion is, is so much more powerful than that. listening to Health Tech Talks, a podcast series delivered by Lumina. To find out more about Lumina, visit the website luminagoldcoast.com.au and sign up today to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack. Along with Onkana, Michaela, you began a second business as a result of, of your experience of having cancer. You began designing adaptive clothing and now sell this clothing from your website Luminata. What is adaptive clothing? I've not heard of that before. And how did the idea come about? Yeah, well, you know, everything changes uh, when you're diagnosed and and that includes your body uh, and it includes your sense of self. And I spent so long in hospital tangled up in IV lines and with portacaths and all sorts of things and getting dressed and undressed and dressed again uh, and needing help to do all of that, that I became really frustrated with that experience and you know I don't mind admitting that I love a bit of retail therapy uh, and I definitely tried to buy some control in uh, this situation but I couldn't find anything when I went looking so I designed a range of functional fashion which is another name I guess for adaptive clothing and it's about garments that are easily accessible they're comfortable flowing styles they're all clinically compatible and scan friendly which is really important in hospital environments and so the sides and shoulders of all of our garments open with some unique snap fasteners so no more dreary unforgiving hospital gowns (laughs) and they're all in bright beautiful colours and prints because you know being a patient doesn't mean that you have to forgo your sense of style uh, and your sense of self. And I think that's really important because we know, and there's certainly lots of evidence to back it up, that when we feel like we look good, um, we feel better too. Michaela, last year was a huge year for you. You were appointed CEO of the Self Storage Association of Australia. In addition to that, you were a participant in the Health Tech Accelerator program, Lumina X. What were the tangible outcomes this program brought to your online cancer support business on Kana? Lumina X was such an incredible program and, and really delivered such an impact for me in, in a short space of time. So much knowledge came through those few weeks that we had down here uh, and knowledge that isn't easily accessible elsewhere. Um, certainly coming from outside of the health sector, I found that really, really powerful. The contacts and, and connections that came with the program and, and that have lasted long beyond uh, the program have been absolutely amazing. You know, contacts that I would never dream of having had access to. And also for me, structure and accountability. You know, I like to wear a lot of hats and sometimes that means uh, I need a little bit of help making sure that I'm on track. Meeting um, those deadlines. Meeting those deadlines. <laughs> and so uh, having somewhere to come to each week and themes to focus on and, and homework really made sure that we could power up, power along, I guess, our, our startup journey. So if you hadn't been a participant in Lumina X, where do you think you'd be with Onkana? Oh, I'd be so much further behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think Lumina X really helped me flesh out the opportunities in the sector, the commerciality of the sector, which is really important particularly in cancer care because the funding structures probably aren't where we need them to be to be managing survivorship care as part of a a funded process. So I found that really helpful and really just fast-tracked sort of some of those thought processes and and the progress piece for me. What's been the greatest challenge for you as an entrepreneur in the 
health industry and, as you said, an industry that you hadn't really had that much experience in. You're absolutely right. And and for me personally, it it is being a bit of an outsider. Every day I work uh, with highly experienced clinicians and leading experts in their field. They all have many letters before and after their names. And so for me, it's really been owning the fact that I'm a patient and that I'm doing things a bit differently and and that that's okay. And and I think it's certainly my greatest challenge, but it's also probably my biggest opportunity. What's your advice to other entrepreneurs and self-starters thinking to enter the health industry? This is a good one. (laughs) And I've probably got a few gems to share that uh, were shared with me at the start of LuminarX. I think the first is probably becoming a student of the sector. You know, health tech is such a a great industry in in Australia and there's so much happening here at the moment, particularly in southeast Queensland and and on the coast. So really become a student of the sector and and learn what's happening, connect with people. Something I have found in health is that people are so generous with their time and their insights. It's not always the case in in the corporate sector. So it's been such a, a pleasant surprise here. And you'll receive tons of advice. You know, everyone will have a a thought or or an opinion or a a suggestion on a way you should do something. But I think something that I was told at the start of Luminar X was remembering that you're the one who gets to decide what you take in and and what you put aside. You know, you're you're the domain expert in, in whatever your field. So take it all and then process it, sit with it for a while. Don't be too precious, you know, be prepared to pull it all apart and put it back together. But just take the advice and and run with what works for you at, at that time. I think the other thing, if people are considering uh, either a career in health tech or as an entrepreneur starting something themselves, please jump in. You know, there's so much change that is required to uh, improve patient experience in this system. There are so many other opportunities in health here in Australia and, and we really need some passionate people to do it. Michaela, how do you do it all? I mean, you're a CEO, you've got two businesses on the go, a lot of other hats, no doubt. How do you do it all? Well, look, I'm not sure I do it all particularly <laughs> well and certainly not all at once. You know, cancer is is such a life-defining moment uh, and it gives you so much more perspective. And I am just so grateful to be here and I have so many wonderful friends who haven't been given that opportunity that I have no choice but to make every day count and I'm so motivated to help others and you know one in two Australians will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime which is is a staggering statistic so you know if if I can just help improve their experience by a fraction you know it it will have all been worth it. Michaela we're doing this interview from the Lumina development here on the Gold Coast how do you think Lumina can support other health tech entrepreneurs like yourself? Oh, Lumina is such an incredible precinct. I think to have everything in one place uh, here on the beautiful Gold Coast is just a joy. You know, it's it's a joy to be here. It's great to be around so much innovation from a health perspective. You're so lucky to have this great congruence of kind of, you know, private and public and academia all together. And, and then there's this great sort of artificial intelligence and machine learning community that's growing. And they're doing some really cutting edge work here and, and really using incredible technology to save lives, which is, is incredible. So I think from here, you know, 
know, Lumina, this amazing community. There's such a passionate team here in, in Dren and Ben and Ariana. They really get behind you. And I think, you know, having that confidence and enthusiasm for health tech has been such a boon for the project. Before we let you go, what are your websites? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Onkana at www.onkana.com.au. That's O-N-C-A-N-A. And then you can find Liminata Adaptive Clothing is www.liminata, L-I-M-O-N-A-T-A.com.au. Michaela, you're an inspiration and it's been a privilege talking with you. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Rebecca. To learn more about Lumina and how we work with health tech startups, visit luminagoldcoast.com.au and don't forget to sign up to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack today.